You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your reader, Carmen. I'm Tyler. I'm Gordy. And we're going to tell you a story. Or I am, and the two of them are going to interrupt me with Dragon Ball Z references. Do you guys realize what tonight is? Episode 42? Yeah. It's the last podcast that we'll ever need to record. Is this the meaning of... It's the last podcast that anyone will ever need to listen to. Yes. All knowledge will be contained within this episode. Actually, appropriately, a lot of... uh fairy tale tropes that we've encountered are contained within the story, so it is sort of a, a nice... A culmination? Yeah. Seems like a lot of pressure. I think it's fine. We had 41 practice runs. For this. For this moment. Hey, we already introduced ourselves. That's... Yeah, that's off to the races already. What are we reading tonight? Tonight we're going to be reading The Twelve Wild Ducks, which is a Norwegian tale. Sounds good. Is this a western You'll have to decide for yourself. You can assume that it is at this point. I would like it to be. Just imagine everyone wearing cowboy hats and holding guns hmm. through the whole story. Yeah. I already like the idea of this story that I have in my head a lot better than whatever the story actually is. <laughs> yeah, let's cowboy see, ducks. Maybe we should just go with that. It's 12 little ducklings <laughs> with sombreros and six-shooters, bandoliers. Du- dueling it out in the streets of Norway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Norway specifically is the backdrop townspeople getting hit in the ankles because the ducks are not very tall. I can envision a Scandinavian western. Could be fun. I mean, Kurosawa made Japanese westerns, essentially. Just need a western for every country. <sighs> Norway doesn't really have banditos, though. Or like, what's the equivalent of like the Scandinavian robbers? Ducks. These are the bad guys. Yeah. Okay. They're all wearing black sombreros. Like, and they have sinister mustaches. It's like they're... Ducks. Like, okay. Yeah. Other ducks. We're, we've, we're covering this right now. <laughs> is this all... Is it all ducks? Yeah, yeah it's mustachioed no ducks. No human beings? Mm-hmm. Okay. Versus not mustachioed ducks. And one of them has a thousand yard stare. The good, the bad, and the ugly duckling. But are they fast on the draw with their feathers? I don't think they would be very fast thinking about it. They just have to be fast in comparison to other ducks. I do, I do like the picture in my head of a duck firing from the hip. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a pretty clutch skill set. What's the Arn Thompson? That's, Is there one? Yeah, there's a. Is it duck six shooter? Not yet. We can turn it into one. That's a, a Gordy Tyler Carmen folklore type. <laughs> we should start writing those down. Uh, this is Arne Thompson 451, Brothers Who Were Turned Into Birds. It's actually a fair collection of stories. Yeah, sure. I have to imagine that that works into Project Birdfall in some way. Uh, we can figure out if it does. Human to duck transformations. How does that fall into the major plan of, yeah. of fighting the greater darkness? Right. It's like the Power Rangers, I think. <laughs> <laughs> There's one old-ass old, old ass duck, and he says... Robot duck. Bring me several teenage ducks with attitude. <laughs> Actually, to fight that's bigger not too monster far off. ducks. <laughs> hmm. Well, there's an evil duck woman on a moon. <laughs> now yeah. I'm really curious to see where All this right. goes. Well, 
And you you discovered the story. It's almost like you've read this before. <laughs> no, I've just watched a lot of Power Rangers. <laughs> well, let's let's get into this. Now that we have teed it up. Go go wild ducks. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a queen who was out driving in the newly fallen snow, and she gets a nosebleed, like you do. Driving? Yeah. Not in a car, in a sled. Mm, okay. That's that's what you did. She saw a pretty girl's panties. Yes. (laughs) Via anime logic, she gets instant (laughs) nosebleed, and she has to get out of her sledge, because I guess she can't bleed on the upholstery, but... It's uncouth. Yes. Once. I mean, if you're going to bleed somewhere, I guess you might as well not bleed in your sled. Yeah. I know Who's that. driving her sled for her? She's doing it. By herself? Yeah. A woman? She's a, a self-possessed lady. Is she allowed? Where's her license? This is Norway. Yeah, they're, this is they're a progressive advanced. society. <laughs> this isn't America. Women can do things. <laughs> Women can nosebleed. In their sledge or out of it, as they choose. She chooses out of it. So she leans against a fence. (laughs) I support a woman's right to choose where she has her nosebleed. (laughs) She leans against her fence, uh, a fence, and lets her... It might be her fence. She's bleeding bleeding. on someone else's fence. She's bleeding onto the snow. It'll melt. Okay. That's rude. You don't bleed on another person's fence. Uh, She's the queen. All fences are hers. Is the fence upholstered? I feel like we're getting off target. <laughs> I'm just saying that that's the lesser of two evils at that point. Yeah, it's easier to clean off of wood than upholstery. I think we could market that. Upholstered fences? Yeah. I don't see why not. Is that, is that a market that... I see, that, like, five reasons why not. Is that a market that just hasn't been tapped yet? Take a picture, put it on house, and, and see how it does. Make some Pinterest boards. Like, how to give your fences some extra pizzazz. Buy, like, a lot of upholstery and then cut it in just, like, really specific ways. Is this a picket fence, or is it... Is this like a chain link fence? <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you want. Do you want a chain link kind upholstered of. fence? Yeah. Great. Chain link it's would be really be... good for weaving. You can weave. It's sure. going to be Yarn really, really expensive. Yeah, a woven fence? Yeah. You just take your brightly colored yarn that you got from the local Joann's. It's, it's too bad that like any dumbass with a pocket knife can get right <laughs> through that bitch. If you That's not we- the point. If you weave it through chain link, they can't. It just makes That's your true. chain link look less That's true. Like, industrial chic and more if, craft chic. If there's, yeah. if there's some plebe with no sense of aesthetic, <laughs> they'll cut through it. Sure. You're really? So your your best defense is an appeal to their design sense. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can't destroy yeah. such beauty. I'll go rob good, the neighbors. <laughs> not in good conscience. Maybe that's where we've been going wrong all these years. We've been appealing to the wrong sensibilities. This is true. So, upholstered and our woven fence aside, notwithstanding. She's, she's leaning against it bleeding into the snow. Boy, that's a fashion statement though, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're on point 1. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has happened in the story yet. Like, do you want to talk about curb appeal in, in this market? Specifically Norway. Man, like, if you want to take your house flipping game to, like, a whole new level. That would do it. 
I've not on, seen that on HGTV. Get, get on some fence weaving. <laughs> she sees her red blood in the snow. No one else <laughs> will have this. Only one. Only house. I... She sees her red blood on the white snow. <laughs> and she starts thinking about how she has 12 sons and no daughter. And if she only had a daughter as white as snow and as red as blood, she shouldn't care what became of all of her sons. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, these, this is a common wish among these children women. do not pan out. <laughs> the white as snow, red as blood. Yes. Yeah, this is not typically. Like, yeah, like You'll the first it. time you get that, and then shit goes bad. You'd think that word would spread. <laughs> Hey. And people would stop wishing for that. Hey, bleeding women out in snowfields, please stop thinking out. that this looks like the child you want. Why is... This isn't even the same culture. Why? <laughs> I don't know. How do so many people look at their lifeblood on snow and think, that reminds me of a baby I would like to have at any cost? I'm going to circle back around on that point during the discussion. All right. So once the words escaped her, because queens don't say things quietly in their heads, uh, the old witch of the trolls uh-huh. shows up, and she's... Just walking. Yeah, she strolls over to her and says, you'll get your daughter just like you want, but I'm taking your sons as... <laughs> or my name's not Troll Witch. <laughs> but I'm taking your sons as soon as the daughter is christened. She didn't even ask this lady. <laughs> no, she just said it out loud, and the troll witch was like, I can fulfill that It's not wish. an invitation. I'm not even going to... You sign the contract with your blood on the snow. You know? All I need is a workforce of boys. Is this a sweatshop? Right. Why else would she need 12 boys? That's not unprecedented. So... There's no other reason other, <laughs> other than the sweatshop. <laughs> so an appropriate time later, the queen has the daughter... Just as predicted, and because she is white as snow and as red as blood, they decide that the best name to give her is Snow White and Rosy Red. I think that's her name. It is Snow White and Rosy Red. And? Yes. Does she have an ampersand in her name? Uh, it's written out as and, mm. but if we were lazy millennials... Is she yes. not chewing on someone else's flavor? That's yes. why she put Rosy Red in there, too. Right. Cause it's not it, copyright infringing. It's... Well, Snow White exists outside of the Snow White tale, also. There's another story with a Snow White and a Rose Red as two separate daughters. We'll get to that one. Um, Snow White exists as a concept because snow is white. Yes, but a, so a number of people... are you saying Snow White is like the Dread Pirate Roberts? Yes. Snow White is a concept. We'll deal with that story later. She's a shitty idea that everyone keeps having. And this, this is, one... This is the, just the newest Snow White. Like, the newest 007. Yeah, I guess so. Although, why... I they, hope this isn't Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> why they couldn't just name her Alice or something? Like, this is a mouthful. What if we named all of our children the way that they were colored? This child will never get out of first grade <laughs> if she has to write that mess down on her paper every time. <laughs> like, um... One thing about when a baby's born, like, oh, this is purple splotchy. That's just going to be his name. Pudgy <laughs> <laughs> pink sack, do your homework. That puts an inordinate amount of pressure on the husband, I think. Like, after after the delivery is done and your wife looks up at you from the birthing depri- sensory deprivation chamber or wherever she's decided to do it. 
applicants welcome. <laughs> On the stage. Yeah, still still putting that one together. Um, and she, like she looks up at you and she says, "What should we name him?" And you have to discard like the first dozen things that go through your mind because they all involve lizards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if you say those things, she will rightly be angry because she just spent 50 hours pushing it out of her body. And nine months previous gestating the damn thing. <laughs> and she is not willing to accept that it's ugly yet. Scrunch face, wrinkle skin, have you taken out the trash yet? And it is. Because all babies are ugly. Go get your brother slimy lizard face <laughs> to help you with the heavier trash bags. Yeah, so that's her name, and everyone's joyful, including the queen. But then she remembers the promise that she made to the old witch. Oh, right. Oh, shit. It wasn't really a promise so much as this witch came and told her what was happening. The queen didn't if, exactly If a genie overhears it. you saying something, are they allowed to step in like this? You have three wishes, and that was your like first if you, one. If you do not rub the lamp, but the genie's just out, and you're just talking to yourself, I feel like that's breach of contract. Troll witches aren't genies, so... I think the same would go for monkey's paws, like, in in the general vicinity of yeah. you. You have to intend to use it. Never wish for something at the zoo, because it will happen, and then your life will be ruined shortly thereafter. Never wish for anything, ever, because it will happen and your life will be ruined shortly after. Don't, just don't wish for things. All those, like, inspirational quote things on about wishing on a star and all that. Yeah, nope. that's irresponsible. You're gonna hurt someone. Uh, anyway, she remembers this promise she never made, and in response to it, has a silversmith make 12 silver spoons, one for each prince, and then an extra silver spoon, baker's dozen, for the daughter. Why? Because when you're royalty, you don't have problem-solving skills. Uh, so after <laughs> the spoons are given out to all the children, the princess is christened, and the princes suddenly turn into twelve wild ducks and flew off, never to be seen again. Joke's on you, troll witch. I guess. When you say wild ducks, I imagine that you just mean untamed but in my head, it's just like, they're just party dudes. <laughs> That's probably they are, true. They are non, are non-imprinted ducks. These are like frat ducks. I think it's more like mallards just, versus the white ducks that just, you keep around a farm. They're just going nuts. Like, they're flipping tables. So, they're gone. The princess grows up tall and fair, but strange and sorrowful. And no one can figure out what her deal is. Maybe she should change her name. <laughs> like my name's a mouthful, and I, I have to embroider it on everything. Uh, one night, the queen is also sorrowful, just for just one, one. <laughs> uh, because she had strange thoughts when thinking about her sons. Oh yeah, those guys. Oh yeah, those kids I turned into birds <laughs> and <laughs> just threw out. <clears throat> those ducks of yore. So I guess now that she's sorrowful for a night, she can connect with her daughter on a new level, because she finally asks her, Hey, why are you so sad? Is there anything you want? I understand sad now. Why are you it? <laughs> Tell me your feels. Just learning human emotions <laughs> one at a time. I gave you a spoon. It should have solved all your problems. Snow white, rosy red. <laughs> Why are you sad? Uh, it's snow white and rosy red. Snow white and rosy red. There you go. Why are you sad? Um, the princess says it's really dull and lonely, and she wishes she has brothers and sisters like everyone Bored. else. Bored. Seems to. And the queen. I wish my siblings weren't ducks. She doesn't even know. She just wishes she had No them. one told her? No. 
I think that would be a story that people would talk about for a while. Hey, the day you were christened, all of your brothers turned into ducks. No, this is just normal. No one knows. No one knows what's weird. <laughs> all right. It took the queen however many nights that... to have some sorrowful thoughts about her lost sons. I think that is a perfect thesis statement for every fairy tale ever. What? No one knows what's weird. <laughs> <laughs> they all live in this world and no one knows when something is weird. They just accept it. Registers. it. Oh. Maybe maybe that explains a lot of things. Like maybe maybe a lot of people do think it, but they just like no one wants to be the one to say like hey, is that like is that really strange because they're afraid everybody else is going to say like no, you idiot. Like this happens all the time. Look what kind of stupid man are you? It's that anxiety of asking a dumb question in a class. Yeah. Everybody but, just... But writ large. Everybody just has that all the time about everything because there's just no barometer for what should be possible. Nor does the barrage of strange ever stop. Correct. Because in, in the short span of time, we've had a troll witch show up out of nowhere, make a magic girl that looks like snow and blood, <laughs> but somehow really pretty... In spite of this horrible complexion problem she's got, and her brothers turn into birds. I like that at no point did they consider not christening the daughter. Yeah, that was my first thought. Like, oh, there's your loophole. Like, well, we have to go through with that. That's important. Just do that later. Just do that thing. Like, we're going to let her choose her own name when she's ready. And it will probably be anything better than Snow White and Rosie Red. <laughs> like Austin St. John. <laughs> So after this uh, this revelation of her loneliness is uh, given to the queen, the queen says, Oh, you did have brothers. <laughs> Not to make this worse, but... But I gave them away to get you. And tells the whole story. It's gift of the magi. <laughs> so the princess now... In what way? <laughs> it's the gift of the magi. If instead of cutting her hair for his gift, she cut all his stuff up for a new gift for her. <laughs> what? <laughs> kind of, sort of. It's a, it's a sort of unbalanced gift of the Magi. Yeah, she sold his Xbox so she could I, buy herself a new diamond necklace. I sold your brothers into duckhood so that I could have you. Well, I wish I had brothers instead. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess thanks. <laughs> well, the princess now has no rest because she's feeling really guilty. About, uh, like, about existing. Because her mom literally just told her, I sacrificed 12 children so you could be. Yeah. And so... (laughs) Your value is the value of 12 other lives. Male lives, Male lives. I don't know where the king is in all of this. Eh. Did he even father her? Or did she just spontaneously gestate? She just was. Uh, So she decides she's going to seek her brothers out. To try and atone for her sin of existing. Going on a duck hunt. Uh, the queen can't weep or pray hard enough to stop her from wanting to do this. I'm sure she tries. <laughs> she does. Uh, so the princess finally gets leave to go away. She walks so far that you would, could never think a young lady would have the strength to walk that far. That's nice and descriptive. Yep. That's... So far. So Just far, you guys. So far, she probably couldn't even. <laughs> anyway, these ducks... Once, when she was walking through a great wood, she starts to feel tired and falls asleep in the moss. While she's asleep, she has a dream that she walked deeper into the wood and found a hut with her brothers in it. 
She then wakes up, sees a worn path in the moss, and she follows it, and there's the hut, just like she dreamed it. All right. There's no she one's has future vision. Yes. Mirkwood, this is not. Or two minutes in the future. <laughs> Still She's good. like Nicolas Cage. Still good. There's no one at home, but there are 12 beds, 12 chairs, 12 spoons, 12 of everything else. Are they duck beds? So, no, they're duck people spoons? beds, and they're the silver spoons. Burn it and keep moving. Since <laughs> <laughs> not enough evidence. Uh, she assumes... You don't want to accidentally come back and have to check this house again. Better to just scrub it from existence. She assumes be- between the number count and the prophetic moss dream that this is the place where her brothers live, so she's super happy, and she cleans up their house, makes them some dinner, and then creeps under the youngest brother's bed, but in the cross... But Why is that a detail that she knows? Maybe it's smaller? Well, if you count the the rings, right? (laughs) In the bed? Yeah, you count the bed rings, and that's the age. So all the boys come home to their beds chopped in half. Uh, in the process of the cleaning and the dinner making and the creeping, she forgets her silver spoon on the table because <gasps> you would just bring that and have that out. For protection. On your journey. <laughs> I mean, it's you don't like... understand. Her mother told her that this spoon would protect her as it did her brothers when it's, they were made. It's kind of like her membership ID. <laughs> Uh, She hears flapping and whirring, and she sees from under the bed twelve wild ducks fly in, and they became princes as soon as they crossed the threshold. Princes are pleased to find the fire and the dinner and the clean house. Don't ask any questions. They're just grateful that it is. Yeah! And whoever did it must be really nice. And they each pick up their silver spoons to eat, and they notice a thirteenth that was exactly like theirs. You know who else did that? The Trojans. Look where it got them. Just... Just a thought. Remember the Alamo. Just in just a note. Uh, they... Yeah, when the when Santa Anna tried to sneak his men in and through Thermopylae in a giant wooden <laughs> giant wooden <clears throat> armadillo. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's burrow. better. <laughs> a burrow, yeah. giant wooden burrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, why can't? History repeat itself that specifically. I know. Why can't history just repeat itself better? Why can't the good parts cycle back? Like in in dope ways, not in boring, upsetting ways. Then you have like a hard trump card that people are like, history is boring, you don't have to listen to it. It's like, nope, because then they would have known. No, did you hear about what happened in Mexico the other day? A giant wooden burrow. That's how El Chapo got out of prison. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So the brothers recognize the spoon as their sister's spoon and say she's probably nearby. And the eldest says, if it is her spoon and she's here, uh, she'll be killed because she's to blame for our suffering. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah. They harbor some resentment. Maybe not a great move. The youngest brother steps in and says... No, it's not her fault that she was born. If anything, it's mom's fault. For talking to a troll witch. For wishing this. I mean, it's really the troll witch's fault. So the brothers abandon their dinner to look for her high and low. And the last thing they check is under the beds. Because they're idiots, of course. (laughs) And they, of course, check the youngest one's bed last. Mm -hmm. Find her, drag her out. The oldest still wants to kill her. Uh, But she... 
How long did it take them to search the whole place like that? I don't know. Like what what was going through her mind <laughs> as they systematically tear this place apart um, for like two hours until they finally find her? If she's truly the daughter of the queen, nothing. Maybe a nosebleed. <laughs> she starts bleeding. She's just staring Ooh. vacantly Wishes at the floor. Wishes she was holding her spoon. I don't know emotions for this yet. I have not yet experienced them to empathize. <laughs> As royalty, we can only learn one emotion at a time, and I was pretty stuck on Sorrowful for a while. Snow White requires additional data. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Oldest Snow wants to kill her, but she begs for herself so prettily with, Oh, gracious goodness, don't kill me. I've been seeking you for three years, and if I could only set you free, I'd willingly lose my life. So, I guess, don't kill me unless it will save you. Don't kill me yet. What she should have said if she knew right. how to speak words that made sense. Uh, they said, well, if you set us free, we'll let you keep your life because it's within your power to free us from our spill. She asks how she can help, and they tell her that she has to pick a bunch of thistle down, card it, spin it, and weave it, and then cut out 12 coats, 12 shirts, 12 neckerchiefs, one for each of them. That is a lot of down. And they said, while you're doing this, you cannot talk, laugh, or weep. And if you succeed at making all 12 of these shirts, coats, neckerchiefs out of thistledown without talking, laughing, or weeping in the time it takes to do this, we will be free. What if she thinks of something really funny, though? Uh, She can laugh at it. Or I guess she has to start over. I don't know if this is, like, you only get one shot, because they never say that. Yeah, like... What's the consequence? They're still ducks. <laughs> I guess. This is, this is like the origin of you laugh, you lose threads. <laughs> uh, so she asks where on earth she can find enough thistle down for this task. And they take her to a moor that is just full of thistles. So she plucks and gathers as much as she could. And she goes back home at night to card and spin the yarn. To their house? Or to the kingdom? Their house, I think. I'm pretty sure. Because otherwise she didn't walk all that far and she's been in the backyard of her castle. For three years. Yeah. Not terribly surprising. So she's now not allowed to speak. Right. Or laugh or weep. So this goes on for a long time where she's carding and picking and spinning and weaving. And in the meanwhile, she's also... What counts as a laugh? Any, Any kind of... No chuckle? Mirthful... Noise. Not even a sensible chuckle. No guffaw. I don't think she's allowed to make a noise with her mouth. Can she chortle? She might be able to burp. <laughs> can can she burp mirthfully? Mm, that might be pushing it. Can she burp words? No. If she is able. No. These guys are really like sticklers for rules. <laughs> she can't make mouth noises other than probably burps. She can't make voluntary mouth noises. Yeah. Hiccups. What if somebody tickles her? Well, that sucks for everybody involved. <laughs> That's definitely cheating. So, like, keep... Stay away from them in their duck forms. <laughs> Be careful with that thistle down. Well, I spent duck time out in the wilderness. <laughs> duck time? <laughs> just have a schedule in the world. <laughs> it's just a clock, and the two times are duck time and prince time. As, as they walk out their door in the morning, they just hit, hit their punch cards and turn into ducks again. And just go do duck business for a while. They just go to Duckburg. So while she is 
making them the shirts that will save them. She's also keeping their house clean and making them dinner and doing all the other stuff that they apparently can't do anymore. Because there's a lady in the house, so it's her job now. Hey, is she happy that she has brothers yet? <laughs> it sounds like it sucks. How, yeah, how psyched is she right <laughs> yeah. now? Like, she meets them and then it's Immediately it's like, long. should we kill her? Nah, let's just make her make us clothes it and is, do all our stuff. It is servitude and hostility. They're human <laughs> boys at night. Like, they could clean. <laughs> It's like a weird... Who was feeding them before? This is yeah, a very they're odd... they're human boys at night. They can't clean. This is a <laughs> this is a strange reverse were-duck situation. <laughs> uh, one day, when she's out on the moor picking more thistledown, because can't ever have enough for this task, a, a young king was out hunting, as they do, and sees her. And in typical young king fashion, he wonders who she is, asks her her name... <laughs> Falls in love with her when she can't answer. What's her digits? Yes. Uh, yeah, she can't tell him what her name is. Immediately starts scoping it. When she can't answer him, he's even more astonished and decides that he likes her so much he has to take her home to his castle now <laughs> and marry her. Oh, you can't talk? You were in the middle Perfect. of something? <laughs> Are you busy? No. <laughs> of course you're not. You can't be. You can't tell me if you are. Get in the van. So he orders the servants to put her on his horse. <laughs> like uh-huh. luggage. Everybody uh, in this kingdom needs like a long seminar about what consent means. <laughs> like whether like, whether whole... it's agreeing to magical contracts or just marriage. I was going to say, the... with their luck, it will be hosted by the troll witch. <laughs> She's the HR. <laughs> she made a slideshow, and she rented a, a VHS tape. The The princess is a little bit anxious and makes some hand signs to indicate that she wants the bags uh, full of her work brought with her. At least. And the servants, like, grab those and put them on <laughs> yeah, other horses. Sure, whatever, mutie. Uh, once all her stuff is secure, she finally is able to relax, and she actually starts to enjoy the king's company... Because he's both wise and handsome, and, and this is important, he is as soft and kind to her as a doctor. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that sentence. They have cold hands. <clears throat> the Are best you... part is he doesn't know. smell like a duck. <laughs> I mean... And he hasn't told her that she has to do a bunch of work for him. Yet. I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that part, on the doctor comment. Those seem like fine qualities for a doctor uh, for a potential husband. Well, not a potential husband. <laughs> yeah, anymore. <a> definite. <laughs> the <laughs> you you're on his horse. You belong to him. The, yeah, the just like scoop, the just like scooping her up <laughs> is not great, but at least he's nice to her. Yeah, maybe like a physician. So, maybe society is to blame. Yeah, if you're gonna get stolen by. A man who's going to make you his husband, his wife. Yeah, that's how that sentence would work out. Um, it, if he's nice, at least you got that. Sure. That's all you can hope for in that scenario. Yeah, you're not going to hope for escape or anything. He's a king. <laughs> so they get to the palace where the old queen, who is the king's stepmother, and you might notice a, a trend here, is angry and jealous of Snow White and Rose Red. Because she's very pretty. The end. That's why. And the yeah, queen was hoping her son would 
Uh, Stepson would choose her to marry. No, she's just jealous because it's a pretty. Because <laughs> it's a pretty. Yeah, this this woman, the color of snow and blood, is gorgeous. We don't know where these color palettes are laid out on her either. I think that she just has two really, <laughs> really blood red jugs, and that's it. I was thinking like either skin white, hair blood red, or skin blood red, hair white. No, she she. <laughs> One of those is way better than the other. Cause I I can I understand like like pale skin, red hair that can that can work that can do She's it. She's entirely but... albino, save for jugs. You're just stuck on on blood boobs. I I was for some reason I've been picturing just like really really pale, and she just like constantly has red smoothies smeared on her face. <laughs> Like Joker style. Like, like she's makeup. like she's Snow White and what what's the next part? Rosy, rosy, red. rosy red, but very sticky all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she's Snow White, <laughs> rosy red, and sticky Susan. Because <laughs> a lot of these stories where a child is wished into existence with these color pa- palette specifications also include. Places where that goes, like <laughs> so you know what like the hell lips, lips is red, red as snow. Blood. Uh, or yeah, red as blood, not white as snow. Although, if you wanted, you could wish for that, and a troll witch will take away your sons and give it to you. Sure. A lot of times, it's also cheeks as red as blood, which is terrifying. Yeah, I think this, this one, like this, is just unspecified. Like she just fell into strawberry jam <laughs> and never washed it off. <laughs> What if it's blood red freckles just all over her? Ugh. What if it's just like a giant red birthmark in the middle of her face? <laughs> or or a half and half. Half of her face is blood red and half of her face is snow white. Yes. She's like Harvey Dent. She's the district attorney of Gotham. I have to do one of those like adoptable style character sheet things with all the possibilities for this person. Some police sketches of this woman. Anyway, she's gorgeous. Stepmother hates her and tells the king, Can't you see she's a witch? Uh, Stepmother says, Can't you see she's a witch? She can't talk, laugh, or weep. (laughs) I guess that's her litmus test for anyone who comes in. Like, I'm going to tell you my best stand-up comedy joke routine thing. I am going to tell you about the time that my dog was run over by a cart, and I expect you to respond to me. With, with feedback. With, yeah, with <laughs> words. And the, the pretty lady can't do this. And she's like, see? Witch! No tears, no laughter. My jokes kill at the local comedy club. <laughs> Anybody who witch. doesn't laugh at that is up to something. Yeah. And her, they're all burned at the stake. Her mouth must be full of magic. <laughs> uh, the king doesn't care <laughs> what his stepmother yes, thinks. That's sweet. Cool, a magic wife. That could be handy. Get out of my face, stepmom. Bonus. And uh, he marries her anyway. (laughs) That day. (laughs) Probably. Every castle is immediately equipped for a wedding. You gotta lock that down. Uh, She enjoys herself immensely at the wedding and being his wife, but she keeps sewing her shirts the whole time. Is her face stoic the entire time? Yes. That's stony and she's like... Thumbs up. I feel like if this happened now, you would assume yeah, you would, you would like picked up some kind of immigrant 
who hadn't like learned to speak English. I think English if you, this happened now, you would give them a writing implement of some kind and say, "Hey, communicate through this." Also, that. Hold on. How did they get through that? She just nodded. Ceremony and gave him finger guns. Like, I do, do. Think, finger guns. Do you think she needs to say, I do? He picked her up on a horse and brought her back to his kingdom. Her, she they doesn't just need skip, to say anything. They just skip that part. <laughs> They're just like, oh, wings, or rings, and, and kissing, and you're done. Get out of my hair. He just gives him the forearm. I have, I have 18 other royal weddings today. <laughs> I have to travel to each Let's kingdom. Let's get this show on the road. I think the wedding license is... Like the prince or king just has to fill it out. It's like, who are you marrying? Name. I don't know. I guess just leave that one blank. How? Like, how did you meet? Found somewhere. Where did you? Where did you find? More. Yeah, more in woods. Good enough. Sign it. Cool. Here's a receipt. All it is is a king writes to a priest. I want this, and they're like, "All right, it's legal now." There's a box that says which. Yes or no? <laughs> uh, so after nearly a year of enjoying her her position and sewing her shirts, she births a prince. How in the hell? She did not weep. Did she do any of that process, beginning or end? Not a without sound. Without making a sound or changing not a her sound. face. She has extreme self-control. Like, this is more self-control than any royal person in any fairy tale. Or she had an amazing epidural. Or that. I mean, it, Or she's a witch. I know that he probably didn't care, but the king is, like, trying to feel out if she's, like, down for that evening. And he's like, yeah, this stony face tells me she's, she's good to go. <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah. He picked her up on a horse. Yeah. I'm like, this is mine now. She can't speak. This is perfect. <laughs> uh, so after the birth of the prince, the old queen is even more spiteful and jealous. It's now not only is she pretty, but she's... <laughs> she has working womb. Yes. Uh, so in the dead of the night, she sneaks into the, the uh, princess's bedroom and steals the child. Throws the child into the handy pit of snakes that they have lying around. Hmm? <laughs> it's just like a white snake song. <laughs> Why was this mentioned only now? And why is that in the infant's room? I don't think it's in the infant's room. It might just be outside the window. <laughs> I still think that's poor estate planning. <laughs> so she just tips the crib over and, like, dumps him out of the window. Yeah, there's, like, a laundry chute into the snakes. <sighs> I don't, yeah, I don't think she has to travel anywhere for this because her next action is to cut Snow White Rose Red's finger and smear the blood all over her mouth. I don't think she left <laughs> to throw this child to the pit of snakes that this castle keeps stocked and fed. And then she put her other hand in a cup of water and then put, like, whipped cream all over her face. And froze her bra. <laughs> and saran wrapped the toilet. Just drew some dicks on her face while she was at it. <laughs> when she's done with all this, she goes immediately to the king. I guess wakes him up or he just doesn't sleep. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, and tells him that his wife has eaten her baby. Also, the king and the his wife do not sleep in the same room. So... He's too busy having Vietnam flashbacks all night. 
Uh, the king goes in to see for himself, and there is blood on her mouth, so there couldn't be any other explanation for that. Strangely, her finger's dripping, too, but that... Yeah. Nicked it on her tooth. <laughs> uh, he's so sad to see this that he nearly cries, and she, he says, It must be true that she needs the babe, because I see the evidence with my own eyes, but I'm sure she won't do it again, so this time I'll spare her life. All right, wow. <laughs> Free pass. You get you get one baby cannibalism. You get one. It's the secret to making a marriage work. Forgiveness. So he just says to her in the morning, Listen, I know what you did. And I forgive you. <laughs> just don't do it again. Don't don't, yeah. eat, don't <laughs> eat our son again. We have once food. was enough. Like there's the whole larder. Here's a bell you can ring. Servants will bring you an entire ham. Like it's fine. <laughs> you can draw a face on it and pretend that that's a baby. If that's what you need. So after another year, she has another prince, and the stepmother throws that one into the pit of snakes. Do they check the pit of snakes ever? I was gonna say, like, <laughs> like man, he just takes it at face value. <laughs> And no one looks at the snake Just, pit. Just, like, nobody... Why do they have this snake pit? And why is What there typically no snake... goes in the snake pit other than the infants? <laughs> Don't they have a snake pit keeper? Maybe he just doesn't care. He's like, oh, it's babies this time. I guess someone else can't. Clearly you don't have to sign in to get there. <laughs> like, there's no guest book. <laughs> this is just a lawless country. Nobody keeps <laughs> records of anything. One day. You know, I like I like snakes and pits. Let's put one outside the bedroom window. What nobody likes is bureaucracy. <laughs> hey, can you read me the title of the story one more time? <laughs> Twelve Wild Ducks. Yeah, it's been a while since we've heard fucking anything about them, huh? <laughs> I was going to say, surely this is going to cycle back around to the duck children. But, I don't know. Now there's a whole other thing going on. I kind of forgot about the ducks. It's exciting. There's are a they, snake pit. Are they going to come back? Could ducks fight the snakes? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they can, like, snatch well, the baby out of midair. She broke her promise and ate another baby. What happens next? Uh, stepmother gets the king. King sees the evidence with his own eyes, and he's again sad and says, Well, this is for real the last time. Like, she's totally not going to do this a third time. Like, Alright, baseball rules. I mean, I guess it's no skin off his ass. He doesn't have to have babies <laughs> yeah. every year. Yeah, he's fine. Like, his commitment to this is pretty low. He has like ten bastard children by this point, so. Yeah. Uh, the third year passes and the exact same thing happens. Why wouldn't it? Uh, this time... <laughs> The king can't deny that the baby eating is probably not going to end. Maybe this has gone too far. <laughs> this has become problematic. <laughs> he's still pretty bummed out about it, but he knows he's going to have to have her burnt. Yep. Yeah, he will. <laughs> uh, so they put up a big pile of logs and set that ablaze, and she's about to be put on the pile... But she signals to have 12 boards laid around the pile and then to have the shirts and the coats and the neckerchiefs she made laid out on the boards. She didn't finish the younger brother's shirt because she ran out of time with all of this, like, baby... Making and eating, yeah. quote-unquote. And trial of King looks at her and says, Well, 
eat my baby once, shame on me. Eat my baby twice, shame, shame on, on me, me again. again. And then eat my baby a third time, fire pit death. Not the snake pit, ironically. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, gosh, if only she could, like, sign sign language to them, like, like the no, snakes. no, make it, like, put me in the snake pit, then maybe she could be like, or, hey, baby bones. Or write it down. Yeah. She can complicatedly sign to people with like, no apparent structured Stein language in place to put 12 wooden boards around a, py- a pyre and then put all of the stuff on them. I imagine at this point in her life she has lost the ability to, f- to feel anything. Probably. Like she just doesn't care anymore because she has gone for three years without having emotions at all. Well, her fingers get stung with thistles and... Right. Um, as soon as the shirts were laid out to her liking, 12 wild ducks come flying in, snap up the clothes in their beaks, and fly off. <laughs> See ya. The old queen goes, huh, look, I was right, she is a witch. Look at that witchcraft. So let's burn her before yeah. the wood pile knitting, burns too low. Knitting duck shirts is a known yeah. sign of witchery. Incantation. <laughs> well, yeah. That's how you make the curse spells with duck power. It's a very duck-centric profession. Before they learned to streamline Avada Kedavra, it took a long time to prepare. Yeah, we take our magic technology for granted these days. It was a lot tougher back then. There's so many components. Like, your spellcraft book was the size of a small room. Uh, so, stepmother wants to burn her before the pile burns too low, and the king says, Oh, we've got wood enough and plenty extra. So let's just, like, wait and see what happens with this, because I'm curious. That duck stuff was crazy. <laughs> it was cray-cray, even. So let's see how it resolves. Uh, a little bit later, 12 princes come riding in. They're handsome and well-grown. Bump, 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 uh, But the youngest still had a wild duck's wing instead of an arm, because she never finished the last That's kind of vision. shirt. <laughs> It's a pretty sweet abnormality. It's like Sephiroth. Kind of. <laughs> but crappier. Kind of. Shitty Sephiroth. <laughs> um, so the, the king and his people ask, so what's... Oh, no, the, the princes ask, so what's, uh, what's all this you're doing here? <laughs> what's all this then? <laughs> and the king said, oh, we're burning my wife for eating her babies for the past three years. And they say, carry on, good day. <laughs> well, princes say, oh no, she didn't do that. How did they know? Duck spying. <laughs> <laughs> Their duck network. And they, they inform her that she has completed her task and she can now speak up to save herself. And so Snow White, Rose Red, tells the whole, or Rosy Red, tells the whole story. And then the princess lead the king to his snake pit. Which he has neglected for the past three years. Or may not have known was dug into his backyard. Who knows? And inside the snake pit, three babies are playing with adders and toads. That is the nuttiest twist ever. They're still alive. (laughs) No one looked in the snake pit. They look pretty healthy and they're real pretty. <laughs> they nice have been kids. eating snakes. <laughs> yes, they've been killing their friends and eating them for food. That part of the story just blew my goddamn mind. <laughs> of all the parts. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. 
<laughs> and these like these snake like snake raised babies are just chilling down there. These are super children. One of them is three years old now. Yeah, yeah. he can speak snake because <laughs> that's the only language he's been taught. <sighs> he's going to be a feral child who mostly hisses and bites people. You can just, like, summon swarms of snakes. Uh, the king rescues the baby from babies from their snake friends, and then wanders over to his stepmother and says, Hey, so a question that's been bothering me for a little bit, like, just hypothetical. If someone, say a woman, betrayed a guiltless queen, and let's go with uh, three babies, what should their <laughs> punishment be? And in... A formula you may have recognized. She's torn apart by horses. <laughs> she says, Oh, well this person deserves to be bound between twelve unbroken steeds uh-huh. so that each steed may take his share of her. Yeah, why don't we do that anymore? Because <laughs> <laughs> we evolved to see through the, Hey, you know the very specific crime you just committed? What sort of punishment should a person get? Yeah. No, I mean the punishment. Why don't we do that anymore? There's, there's this well, thing. Because no one says this is what I should get for this thing that I did. Oh, interesting. You're saying that if somebody in court said, I plead guilty, tear me apart with horses, we would legally be obligated to do so. Maybe. Our court system's pretty broken, so I know. <laughs> this, yeah, go for it. There's this cool thing called situational awareness <laughs> that some of these people need to develop. That's the next HR meeting after the consent one. Yes. Uh, the king says, you have spoken your own doom, per the formula, and you shall suffer it at once. So they tie her to 12 unbroken steeds and they rip her into 12 pieces. And ignoring this, the king takes Snow White, Rosy Red, the three babies, probably snuck some snakes with them at this point, because that's all they've known their whole lives, uh, and the twelve princes, and they went home to, I'm assuming, the princes slash Rosy, what's, what's her face's father and mother, to just, like, tell them what's been going on with their lives. For the past, like, six years now? Yeah. Um, joy yeah. and gladness presides over the whole kingdom because now everyone's free from their various uh, imprisonments. <clears throat> and the troll witch goes unpunished. <laughs> well, she's the the one living in the moon. She's the, <laughs> she's the head of she... HR, who has who even has hiring and firing power over her. I feel like this one was pretty straightforward. And there's no possible way you could have any questions, but I guess we should discuss it anyway. Maybe. Let's unpack some things. Okay. You may be getting tired of hearing me ask this, but I think it bears repeating with every story. Why did anything have to happen? (laughs) Why did this one have to be? Being ducks didn't seem that bad. It did. Like, they got to hang out outside all day. They got the best of both worlds. Being a duck in general doesn't seem like a bad life as far as... Being a male duck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Yes. That's important. Like, they they, they were doing pretty good in both aspects of their lives, it seemed like. Yeah, they had a house with spoons. They got to be dudes at night. My biggest question with this is, where did the troll witch go? Because she showed up and said, I'm taking your sons from you. And then she doesn't show up again, ever. She does not ever come to collect. 
But yeah, by take she meant turn to duck. <laughs> that's did, what did take she means. Do that? That's my assumption. Like this was it the curse. Like, it doesn't say that explicitly that like she did it, right? It, it, it just... doesn't show us making the incantations in her troll house on the moon, but, but like, it's heavily why, implied. Why is that the form of payment that she exacts? Boredom. That is my biggest question. Is like how do how does <laughs> turning twelve sons into ducks some of the time? Like, why does that counterbalance having a, a weird looking daughter? Oh, I'll give you a daughter. You're just gonna have to pay me in duck boys. <laughs> <laughs> right. What she, she doesn't get anything out of this. No. She gets duck boys. Like, she, but she, she doesn't. Not, she's not at the house with them, but. Someone set up this house for them. Why? It's almost as if there's a more interesting story to be told about these 12 wild ducks. Like, like what, what are they doing as ducks? What happened to them throughout this period of their yeah, life? I don't care about their sister. <laughs> or her, her baby eating or her snake, snake babies. Times. I mean, I guess, like, that's fine, but... <laughs> yeah, like, what are these duck kids up to, and what, like, weird labor is the troll witch getting out of them? Maybe the troll witch is in league with the birds, and they needed a special unit of people who could they sometimes a be half man, half bird strike unit. Yeah, <laughs> like we need someone with the uh, prancel thumbs of a human sometimes, but all of the flight powers and communication skills of a bird. See, where I was going to go with the the project Birdfall connection was. The prophecy of the Snow White Child. Like, why does that keep popping up in people's minds? What is important about this type of child that these people keep seeing them in visions? That's true. Like, and how does it relate to the birds? I think it's almost universally when a woman cuts herself and bleeds onto snow that she wishes for this, this child. vision. Yeah, um, and I don't know if the troll and is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? The troll witch. Well, in the other story we've read, there was also a boy turning into a bird. Yes. As a result of... Right. He was the blood-red snow-white child. Mm-hmm. He turned into a bird. Um, and the mother had, like, weird... A weird pregnancy in the, in the process of that. Yeah, the male children both all suffer for the sister. Mm-hmm. Suffer in bird form, specifically. Yeah. I have to hunt down some of the other snow white blood red tails and see how much bird. <laughs> how many bird? But this troll witch could just be a seeing some kind of like power manifested of the thing that is planting these visions. Into people's heads. Yeah. So the question is, is the troll witch working for the birds and is having blood red Snow White children at a cost feeding into the bird's plan or is she working counter to them? That is the question. And did they subvert her by giving bird powers to these twelve boys so that she never actually got them? I'm kind of leaning towards she's a bird sleeper agent. She's working for them because in both cases turning the boys into birds brought someone else to justice. <laughs> Eventually. Right. And so Yeah, it's it's tricky because everything has a crazy domino effect on everything <laughs> else. Like D- 
did did these boys have to turn into birds so that these snake children could be born? Like, how how far back does it go to line up these events to occur? Yeah, like, did they they need to be turned into birds so that she was out there to be seen by the king, this very specific king, and take out his stepmother, who was probably causing more problems than rampant snake pits in his kingdom? <laughs> if we ever find... A folk tale about a king with a particular affinity for snakes. We know where that king came from, somehow. Hmm. We can we can begin to construct a chronology. <laughs> we'll, we'll put up one of those big cork boards with has all the. Not, has the there string. not been a snake king already? I don't think I we've can't seen remember one. one. But I feel like a snake king is not going to be impossible to find no, in folklore. Definitely not. So it sounds too familiar to not be a thing. We're just going to keep an eye out for that. We need, a, like, a CSI board with all the, the colored threads. <laughs> a cork board. Strung between the... Okay, the these 12 decks. wild ducks led to the rise of Snake Kingdom. <laughs> In 20XXAD. And it all leads to something. Yeah, we're Something still, unknown. Still haven't figured out what this greater darkness that they're fighting is, but it does seem to have its agents and people who unjustly dislike pretty people. Yeah, that's a common theme. But take their dislike to murderous levels. We don't know what the ducks were doing in duck time. I've heard from a reliable source that life is like a hurricane for ducks. So they they were up to some, some pretty crazy adventures, I think. They may or may not have gone to the moon. They may or may not have Spent some time in Transylvania. Who can say? Seems like likely possibilities. They knew about the snake pit. They did. And they knew For about some the reason. Pit. They were right on the money. They knew about the boys. Maybe they'd been feeding the boys secretly during duck time. <laughs> it sounds so awkward. <laughs> during duck hour. <laughs> the ducking hour. <laughs> this is what I was about to say. Uh, so, like, it's possible that they were essential in keeping these young princes alive for three years. Yeah, that, I'm not kidding, that is the craziest thing that you have ever read out loud to me. Even as crazier a part of than... This, as a part of this podcast. Even crazier than, um, the Yellow Dwarf who was hiding behind a lettuce. It might be. <laughs> I think so. I think I was more taken aback by these three infants being alive in this snake pit than that tiny man being behind the lettuce. It's definitely like a better twist. Uh, Before they meet. Can we examine the curse? Sure. Or the, the lifting thereof? Okay. Why? He didn't really complete the deal. Completed most of it. Completed you know, most of it, but not all of it. She got destroyed. Well, the consequence of that was her youngest brother has a duck wing now. Yeah, but like, has that ever been good enough in any other story? Like, have they ever gone like, eh, like they, that's close enough on this witch deal? <laughs> Typically, it's all or nothing. Yeah, like you got like they say, spin the stuff into spin the thread into gold or straw into gold or whatever, and you just get like. Like, 80% of the way there, or whatever, I don't think it's, he'll just be like, ah, close enough. Like, Well, if these boys have been recruited as agents for a Project Birdfall, it's possible that keeping her alive was more important to the mission than, like, so testing out this. So they just changed the rules last minute. <laughs> yeah, like, the youngest brother, who has been, like, the kindest and 
most <clears throat> sacrificed an arm. Yeah, he's. I can. I can lose an arm for this. We need to complete the mission. Save I'm, the Snake King. <laughs> save our future Snake King. <laughs> I'm curious why, why what she was doing broke that spell, and why she had the parameters set on her that she did. That one, I, and why they know any of it. Uh, well, they would have been briefed. By who? Their higher-ranking agents in Project Birdfall. Some kind of duck commander. Why does the duck commander tell them how to stop being ducks? Because eventually, like, that's their payment. They're going to need it. Is to unduck? They need yeah, to be... Like, they need this to, was a temporary contract. They need to spread influence as humans. It was a their diplomacy temporary conscription. Yeah. Into duck service. Like they they did it's their an exchange program. They hmm. did their job doing like various unknown duck activities before sixteen years passed and their contract was near about up. Their contract would last for like we're assuming sixteen years. It could have been seventeen if right, we have like yeah. a full twenty year contract. Um <laughs> <laughs> That seems more plausible for ducks. It's like when Americans and Russians go to the International Space Station together. <laughs> it's one pitfall for a lot of birds other than parrots is a short lifespan. So it's possible they needed like some ducks that could make it 20 years without issue. Uh, but also the sometimes human thing would be useful for... like The ducks can fly to a rendezvous point during the day, turn human at night to deal with stuff for Project Birdfall, which they are now briefed in and understand and have ties to because of duck time and then return to ducks to complete the other missions. So they know 20 year contract is nearly up and sister comes as promised. As promised? She got a dream to lead her there. Like lead her to their house. Right. Moments before she got there. Not like before she left. No. But that also like said... they just like Nudged her the yeah, last, the last bit, the last half, or but not even half. She hadn't even been told about her brothers until like one night. The queen starts thinking about them and feels weird about it, and then understands sorrow and develops <laughs> Is empathy. Sorrowful about what happened to those duck boys, and then low thirteen years ago. Then tells her, and if like this troll witch figure can show up immediately after she wishes for a certain child and lay these parameters on her. I would not be surprised if she is able to do a little bit of mental manipulation otherwise, and she might be the figure behind um, the queen's sudden weird sorrow and the princess's dream to help push her in that direction. She may have also guided the king to the right place. Why can't she speak or do anything? Uh, well, they wouldn't want her to explain what she's doing, because that could jeopardize the security of of mission duck prints. And they don't want her to laugh about it because they know how ridiculous it all sounds. The laughing and the weeping might be um, blinds for her. So she she just assumes that the speaking is part of this these parameters and she's not tempted to talk about what's going on. You know, like you say, don't tell anyone why you're doing this and the temptation is really strong to tell at least somebody. So they added extra parameters just in case? Yeah, so it sounded more like... Threatening? Yeah, this this whole procedure will not work if you make any noise in order to keep their their cover. 
And she was probably, in a lot of ways, an unwitting pawn in the mission to eliminate the stepmother and raise Snake King to his throne. A lot of times these birds are playing a lot of politics games with the humans, like putting certain people in thrones and... Almost constantly, that's what they're doing. other people. So we need to look at like the larger political picture in the fairy tales and see where they it overlap. It is the true game of thrones. <laughs> I was going to say, they are playing a kind of game with thrones. A game about thrones. <laughs> Some kind. Seems like it would make good, like, good books or something. I want to hear the Game of Thrones theme composed from duck quacks now. <laughs> I'm sure someone will do it for you. Project, Project Birdfall explains a lot about why certain things happened here. So we're going to We still don't know canon. much about it well, as, yeah. a, as a thing. Well, we didn't get to be privy to duck time, this is which true. would probably have explained some things. And we need to find evidence of a snake king. To, to really seal the deal. So I will be hunting for that. No promises on when that will come, but we will, we will find out. Well, that wraps up episode 42. And now you know everything you'll need to know about anything. Yep. The meaning of life, the universe, and everything is duck time. I mean, we'll do another one next week, but... It's just redundant. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can listen if you want, I guess. It's just just reinforcing basics. it's It's just muscle memory at this point. So, we'll catch you. Same duck time, same duck channel. So long, and thanks for all the fish. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.